It's Amber Bradley, your host for the unscripted side of LP. It's Talk LP Podcast time. What's up, Talk LP Podcast fans? It's Amber, and we're back with another edition of Let's Talk LP with our guest today, Eddie Foley, Vice President of Loss Prevention for Tractor Supply. What is up? How you doing today? Good to <laughs> see you. Super good. Um, we're neighbors. I mean, we should say that out of the gate. We're both in the Nashville vicinity, mm-hmm. I guess. You're in the nice neighborhood in tra- Tractor Supply. You guys are in Brentwood, which is super nice. Um, and you guys have a really cool building down there. And we were just talking about that. So we'll get to it in a second. But first, um, I want you to just kind of talk about your career, your background in LP for people that don't know you, uh, maybe okay. just a tiny bit about Tractor Supply. I mean, if you don't know about Tractor Supply, you're crazy because you guys exploded uh, in growth over the last couple of years. Um, how many stores do you guys have now? Uh, we have a little over 2,000. Uh, we wow. just built our 2,000th in White House, Tennessee. It was a big, you know, big production. You know, a lot of people came out. It was very exciting, you know, exciting for the team, exciting for the for the team members in the store. So that's fast. When I, and we go back a long time. So when I first met you, you guys had, I want to say it was like around seven, 800. You're trying to get to that like thousandth mark. And then now 2,000, that's incredible. Okay, sorry, I digress. Let's talk a little bit about your background in okay. loss prevention. Well, I started however 25 years ago, Profits Department Store, in Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, it was a great experience. Uh, you know, I think everybody has their memories of catching shoplifters, and you know, progressed a little bit, moved up to the district rank, uh, <clears throat> and then settled on a job in operations down in Jackson, Mississippi, with the Sachs Operations Group. Uh, it was great. I mean, you learned a little bit more about the business. It wasn't just catching shoplifters, it got into more expense control, you know, and, and managing all the, the inner workings of an LP department, uh, which I think is a huge skill to have. Um, and I was at Saks probably five years and then 380 stores, Tractor Supply called on me and I made the decision, moved down here uh, and then been here about 18 years. Uh, it's a great experience. It's great to see the company grow. Um, I think I've grown professionally. I've had a lot of great mentors along the way. Um, you know, John Velke taught me a lot and I think he just retired. So it's, it's great to see him, you know, you know, heading out for a new adventure, uh, but worked with a lot of great people. You know, Steve Scott brought me on here at Tractor Supply. We went through a lot. Um, you know, he built the program, you know, and I was, I was a test RLPM and I didn't know it at the time. So, you know, a year later, he's like, oh yeah, you were just a test job. So uh, it was great to get that experience and see how a company, you know, builds its own program and, and being a part of that's, you know, really led to what I'm doing today. So it's, it's a, it's a great journey. Yeah, absolutely. And seeing the progression really mm-hmm. of, you know, within a company has got to mm-hmm. be very rewarding. It is. And, you know, and it's, it's great to see how the company's changed and how we've evolved. Um, but, you know, 380 stores to where we are today, you know, it's, you got a lot of bigger problems from an LP standpoint. Um, there's a lot more um, challenges, you know, and, you know, I think of in the last couple of years, we've seen a lot more. So being able to go on that journey with people that have been there before is something that, uh, you know, that I feel really comfortable with. Uh, I like being on the journey with the people that, you know, understand the pitfalls and the challenges along the way. All right. So Eddie, this is really cool. And I love talking to people that have so many different career 
paths, mm-hmm. right? Because there is a nuance to be a, being able to be at the same company for so long. And I was right. looking at your, you know, from a loss provision ops manager up to director, up to VP, I'm interested in, you know, talking about kind of the transition from director to VP and maybe what your thoughts are there, like what some of the challenges have been, opportunities or things maybe you were surprised about. I know this is totally, this is what I do. This is not a question I gave you, but I'm curious. Well, I think uh, as a director, uh, managing a lot of the back office of LP, um, you know, expense, capital, a lot of things that you know, are boring to a lot of people. You know, you sit in your office a lot and you got 10 computer screens around and it's like you're flying a big plane. Uh, But getting promoted, it kind of pulls you out of that. You know, it's good to be back of the room. I think a lot of smart people are in the back of the room, observing, taking notes, trying to figure out what's going on, processing things. Uh, But when I was put into the VP role, it's more front of the room. So when you think about competencies, you know, you think about, you know, you still... Um, you know, want to problem solve, you still want to prioritize, but now you're into, you know, leading people, you know, you know, developing people, um, you know, command skills, you know, talking to operators, you know, so, you know, our uh, relationship with operations, you know, went from zero to 150 miles an hour. Uh, I learned a lot along those Along those lines, I mean, when you're in a room full of operators, it's probably one of the most intimidating things you can be when you're a loss prevention professional. You know, operators are, you know, constantly doing things. And, you know, it was a big challenge for me. But, you know, my boss developed me and, you know, and he, you know, gave me the feedback I needed and, and helped me take it to the next level. And now, you know, all those things for me, talking competencies and talking about the business and being in the front of the room are things that I do every day now. Yeah, it's interesting you bring that up because I think um, that's a little outside most people in loss prevention's comfort zone is to say, hey, look, I am an expert at my craft, which is loss prevention. It might be interviewing, it might be investigations, you know, but when it comes to the business mind, how the business runs, you know, these executives I'm interviewing, like you and others, say, if you don't get the operations side, when you're in that room full of right. operators, you talk about it's almost, you know, just not a good situation. Well, I'd say operators are intimidating, but throw sprinkle some finance people and some accountants in there and then you're really, you know, feeling it. But, you know, I think, you know, the more you prepare yourself, the more you know your business behind the scenes, it's easier to talk about it when you come out. So, um, you know, I've learned a lot along about how to communicate to different groups of people. Uh, and I think that's something that uh, I still have opportunities doing, you know, internally, I want to be perfect. You know, every, you know, investigator wants to do things the right way. You always do an interview and you're like, why didn't I ask him about this? You always, you know, so I still have those opportunities today, but, you know, I, I value the feedback that uh, my peers give me. I value feedback from meetings that I'm in and, and take it and use it. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. And I think sometimes hard for people, you know, when they, like you said, we all want to be perfect at everything we're doing, especially us type A folks right there are like, okay, follow the career steps. We want to be perfect. And then not that, that ego part of us that mm-hmm. it makes it hard to get the feedback that we need. Cause I, you know, look young in my career, I was like, feedback, what are mm-hmm. you talking about? Everything I do yeah. is perfect. And then you get older and more mature to say, 
Okay. I, I do need that. You know, what do you, what do you say to our listeners? You know, when you think about, I mean, are they like 360 reviews or how does that work within your organization that you found successful as far as giving people feedback and understanding from a leadership perspective, how you lead your team. So they are aware of developmental areas. Yeah, I think, you know, we do 360s and our uh, human resources department has a lot of development tools um, around categories. Uh, But I I think the best feedback uh, that I get is the hallway conversation after a meeting, the hallway conversation, um, you know, walking through stores and, you know, um, and I just don't want the feedback from my boss and my peers. I mean, I, I listen to the regional loss prevention managers or people in our department. They have some of the best feedback. Um, you know, it's like, I think you should spend more time with this. I appreciated doing that. Those, those are the notes that I really want to take and and really, really change, uh, the people you're around every day. Um, if you're doing something that's a little, you know, I don't say out of line, but if you do something that you need to work on, they can tell you, uh, I like to provide feedback as well, but, you know, more importantly, and I think, you know, one of your questions is what's the best career advice have you ever had? And it says, yeah. listen to the feedback. And, you know, you know, there are people they'll have, you know, overinflated sense of self-worth. I do everything right. And those are the people that aren't going to, you know, be around for a while. You have to constantly learn and you have to always challenge yourself and, and, and develop. Yeah, that's uh, so true. And, and there's not many executives I interview on this that have a different viewpoint, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those things you can't, surpass you can't leapfrog that so talk a little bit about that like your personal take on um professional development i know you are a contributor to lots of different things that push this industry forward which is phenomenal but you know thinking about your professional development where there you know a lot of our listeners are like man i'd like to get to that vp seat one day you've given some great advice on taking feedback but what else would you say on the professional professional development side i think I think one of the problems that I've seen are people uh, stay in the past, you know, and, you know, it's one thing to say, I'm an, I'm a seasoned LP person, but you also want to be a seasoned LP person that has a vision and is forward thinking. Um, When you look at people you hire and, you know, everybody's like, Oh, I know, you know, police officers that will fit right into that. And I think they just don't understand that this is a, this is a job that requires a lot of, you know, skills, analytical skills. So, Uh, I would, my advice to anybody, you know, to move on, to progress is to really develop the analytic side of what you're doing, you know, understand data management, how to process it, you know, because most of our business right now is driven, you know, through data and, you know, some people, you know, choose not to go that route, you know, and, you know, they, they rely on, you know, what's going on in the stores, what do I feel, you know, I need to do, but, you know, there's a real reason around analysis that can help you direct your, you know, strategic initiatives, you know, it can help you direct your personnel. Uh, and, and I think it's critical, you know, to move up and move on to the next level is to use the data to your uh, advantage, uh, just to improve yourself. And, you know, we hire investigators now, not just because they can, they're great interviewers, we hire them because they can really crunch data and they understand Power BI, Tableau, and you know, understand these softwares that really didn't exist 10 years ago, you know, other than, you know, you know, thumbing through a lot of finance reports. So everything's, you know, vendors are providing solutions that are geared towards LP right now. And, you know, when people can maneuver through those, you know, they'll, they'll do very well. 
Well, that's interesting, especially from your perspective. Is that one of the things that you look for when you're hiring, you know, uh, in your team is like, okay, how well-rounded are they with things like data and data analysis? It is, um, you know, first of all, you're going to look at winning attitude. You're going to look at, you know, the person, um, and we have a lot of, we have a lot of, um, really qualified people, but, you know, when it comes to, you know, filling, you know, investigator roles or filling roles in our stores, you know, to have somebody that, that has that skill set to be able to use data to, you know, help them, you know, so if you say predictive analysis to somebody and they look at you, you know, crazy, I'm like, I understand. So uh, the business has changed. Um, you know, I still like that old, um, you know, I like old seasoned LP people because I am one, uh, but I also like people that embrace change and, and understand the industry that we're in and, and how to get better, you know, and, and that's just, that's how things are right now. Well, what's really interesting, uh, you know, about Tractor Supply is you have a very unique culture, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it is when I'm in your stores and, and you know, uh, way back uh, when we visit some stores and it it's really palpable, right? Did you mm -hmm. go into a Tractor Supply? It's almost like a family in mm -hmm. there because you're so, everyone in there is a product expert it seems mm -hmm. like you can ask anybody about a very specific kind we bought some chickens from you this is way back chick days are coming so get ready yeah right i mean we, we bought all the stuff and it was mm -hmm. okay because this was one of those things where your kid asks you and you're like yeah chicken sure we can do that and then you're like wait what <laughs> and at tractors fly we had the person there that could tell us about everything um i bring that up because you know this the company that you're with, you know, you, you are there a long time. You have people that are there a long time. Right. And does that, do you feel like that is um, challenging sometimes from making change happen mm -hmm. or, or you go out to a conference and you're learning something new and you're coming back to bring it back. I mean, you know, I think it's, it has so many positive aspects. How do you handle the internal like being a change agent, right? Because that's really a lot of what LP does is like, okay, here's loss here. We got to change the process. I mean, is it difficult? I know this is a deep question that I didn't put it on the prep, but I don't know if you have any thoughts about that. Well, thanks for asking another question that wasn't, I didn't prepare for. <laughs> um, no, but I think, I think our team, uh, you know, we have a lot of tenured uh, regional LP managers in the field. Um, they have a huge responsibility um, but I think first and foremost, they understand the business. Um, you always hear people say, stay in your lane. Um, you know, we like to stay in our lane and we own our lane from a loss prevention, shrink reduction uh, program. But, you know, when our, our team goes into stores, you know, it's nothing to help customers. You know, they have the product knowledge. So it's almost like another person in the store. And it's because, you know, I think they appreciate our company and they appreciate the mission and values that we have. Um, you know, change is one of our mission and values. Um, and it's good to get different perspectives. You know, we hire, we bring in people just to get, you know, you know, another set of eyes on things, but you know, the team that's been here for a long time that have been successful, they've embraced the change, you know, and they've understand, you know, you know, the, when I talked about feedback before they understand, Hey, if there's something I need to do better from a data standpoint, um, then they can learn it and we want to invest in them. You know, that's important for me. Um, is making sure that, you know, they receive everything they need to be successful. Um, and it's not just, 
um, giving them feedback and talking about the business. It's here's what we're doing next year. And here's where I think, you know, we all need to be uh, next year as far as understanding our business. Um, you know, since, you know, since the pandemic, business has changed um, tremendously. Uh, so that we all adopted a lot of change, you know, to adjust to the business. And, you know, we're still seeing, you know, things changing, you know, from a ORC standpoint, when you're 380 stores, ORC, you know, nobody really understands what it is, but when you're 2000, um, you know, you stick it, you start getting on the map um, and then those changes really come at you pretty fast. Yeah. That's really interesting, especially because you've been there so long to see such sizable growth. Mm -hmm. From a loss prevention perspective, you know, and then we'll get back to the questions, I promise. Um, what what are some huge challenges, or maybe not huge, but things that you've seen that said, hey, that's a exploding growth type of issue. You mentioned ORC, you know, like it's, it's is it, you know, policies and training, or I was just curious what you found and being a witness to that, this type of growth. I think, I think for, Tractor supply, it was a lot around the needs of the customer. Um, when you start, you know, a few years ago, BOPUS was a good to have, you know, now everything's BOPUS, you know, and when, you know, I always look at things, how does that affect shrink? Um, you know, when you start seeing curbside deliveries, how does that affect shrink, you know, and we're always thinking how somebody going to take advantage of the system. So, you know, I think over the past three years, everybody on my team has learned, you know, ship the store, BOPUS, how the omni-channel really has changed our business. Uh, and it was driven by our customers. And, you know, people will get used to a new way of shopping. Uh, so we're trying to get used to a new way of people taking advantage of us. Yeah. Um, and that's where you need the, the, you know, people that adapt to that change. And, you know, they see things and, and we've taught ourselves a lot. And, you know, you learn a lot from your peers. And, and like I said, I go into Lowe's and Home Depot. I really think they have great programs and I want to see what they're doing. And, you know, we want to make sure that we're keeping up with everybody that's around us because we typically have a market around, you know, a lot of a lot of the big players in there. And, you know, and I think we we do pretty good. Uh, we want to stay competitive, uh, but we want to stay in front of, of the changing business. So um, I remember after the pandemic happened, you know, we were traveling stores and I mean, it was like entrances. I mean, you, you had to walk 50 feet down an entrance and then there was buckets outside with BOPUS pickups and curbside and non-touch service. So, um, you know, all those challenges for, for tractor supply has been something we've adapted to uh, and whatever we have to do to meet the needs of the customer first, and then we'll get on the back end and make sure that, you know, the people that, small percentage of people that take advantage of it, that, that we have a plan in place to, to limit what they're doing. I love that. That's su that's super well said. Okay, so advice. Okay, I really love this question. Um, specific LP challenges to watch out for that maybe, and I don't know if it's LP challenges, maybe it's career challenges. Like I love this. What would you tell your younger self, right? And you know, mm -hmm. looking at your progression through you know the corporate ladder, like on mm -hmm. paper, you're like, man, this is an i this is ideal, right? That it's like, man really becoming an expert in your craft in mm -hmm. tractor supply, which I think is super admirable. Um, so what would you tell your, your younger self, if anything? Um, I think first would be to be patient. Um, you know, I, I work with a lot of smart people and I've been around a lot of smart people and you always wonder like, well, I should be in this role or I should have this now. You know, if you be, if you're patient and you, you know, you just, 
learn as much as you can, you know, up to that time, you know, things happen um, to people that work hard and, and, you know, sometimes you, you know, you just have to invest the time. Um, so, but I also say be loyal, you know, and, and I get with companies and I'm like, I like to stay there. I don't want to go to different companies. I want to continue to work upon what I've built. Uh, I want to work upon the relationships that I've have. Um, cause I learned a lot from everybody here. I learned the expectations, um, that we have in our operations department and, you know, that makes me better. I mean, I, I don't know it at the time, but, you know, six months, a year later, I realized I've been doing that for the whole time. You know, I've learned this skill set, and I've been doing it. I don't even know I'm doing it. So, uh, you do learn a lot, but, you know, patience, you know, be loyal, you know, those I think are the biggest things that I would tell myself, um, because I probably didn't have a, a good time with, you know, being real patient, you know, you're always challenging yourself. It's good to challenge yourself, um, you know, but, you know, if as long as you work hard and you continue to develop things that you need to work on, I think you'll be in a good, good spot. And I okay. also tell my 25 year old self that Notre Dame will not win another national championship, <laughs> you know, so that always frustrates me, hopefully next year, but until from now, from 25 to now, that's, that's something I would tell myself <laughs> to just chill, like, <laughs> yeah, chill out with it. You know, you don't have to go to all these games, just relax. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully. Okay. We're going to wrap it up with some advice for our solution provider network out there. I okay. honestly feel like this part is kind of the uh, public service announcement. I okay. try to say to, you know, solution providers, Hey, Listen to this because I'm actually asking the vice presidents of, of okay. organizations and others how to work with you. And I think this might help. But OK, so advice in general or specific um, to those folks trying to provide you solutions. So, you know, we, we have quite a bit of vendors that we work with. Um, you know, I think the the best vendors um, that I have are innovative, um, you know, and I think when somebody has somebody goes into your stores um, sees opportunity, um, shows you uh, presentations with, with your stores in mind. Um, I've had several vendors tell, come in and say, oh my God, I love your store. Um, you know, they don't know we don't sell tractors and we don't sell tractors, but they're like, yeah, I was going to buy a tractor. You know, so you want somebody to be honest with you. And I think that's important. Um, you know, honest, innovative, um, <laughs> You know, good vendors have good relationships. Um, you know, I've known a lot of vendors for a long time and I know how hard people work. Um, you know, I always joke around like one of the vendors I've had since I've been here has been, you know, I don't know if you mentioned specifics or how. Yeah, go ahead. But uh, Ron King with ADT. I mean, he's been on several sides of the business, um, you know, and I think he, you know, he's not overly in my face about things, but he's very present and available, um, you know, and I consider, I consider that very important. Um, but first of all, know the business. And uh, I, think, I think we get referrals, you know, when we have, when we bring in new vendors um, and we always, we like to, because, you know, everything's changing, you know, bringing in new vendors that have communicated with our other vendors and talked about opportunities that we've had. So usually we have that introduction um, versus just, just the kind of the cold call things that go out a lot. So, yeah, you know, if somebody refers me over, I tend to, you know, take more interest, especially when they uh, are addressing a specific need or opportunity that we have. That's really interesting too. Uh, 
if you learn nothing else from this podcast, that tra- Tractor Supply did not sell tractors. We don't. <laughs> Solution providers. So if you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna <laughs> say that you visited the store, don't say you're not in the market for a tractor. It's just doesn't it doesn't jive. Okay, last thing. Um, okay. I always like this, but so if you weren't an LP executive, mm-hmm. what career would you have chosen? Hmm. I would probably be in the military still. I, oh, I would have cool. stayed in the military or, um, you know, I was an FBI intern. So I thought that was a good opportunity. But when you get married and have babies, that seems like, you know, something that might be a a dream. Think, yeah. But probably I would be something I would be in the military. I think I think I like the structure. I like, yeah. you know, I still like the mission and, you know, everything that goes with it. I, you know, in high school, I wasn't the uh, greatest guy, but the military was what I needed. And I'm going to tell you, I, I learned a lot from it. So uh, it was very impactful to me. Yeah, I didn't see that on your profile. Talk a little bit about that. So I was uh, I was in the Navy. So I was on a, a sea college program. So I was active duty for two years and in the reserves for six years. And, you know, I remember I was 18 years old and I was in Kuwait City. And it was like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. I'm from Tennessee. And now I'm here. Um, and, you know, I just like the the structure is something that I, I really needed, um, you know, and and I loved it. And, you know, getting, you know, coming back out and going to the University of Tennessee and staying in the reserves was great at the time. But, you know, I really thought, you know, this would be something that I could make a career out of. And, um, you know, I stayed in college and, you know, pursued different opportunities and somehow along the way landed at a part time job in loss prevention and then boom, here I am today. So that's so similar, not your specific story, but the, the, uh, it's so similar how people are like, and then I just happened into Mm -hmm. the industry and stayed and loved it. But, uh, that's really cool. Thank you for your service. I had no idea about that. That is, uh, that's really interesting. It's, you know, says a lot about you with, you know, structure and mm-hmm. building on the structure in it. And you clearly have, have done it successfully. And we really appreciate you sharing your insights on the well, podcast to today. It was great to be here. It was great to see you. Um, hopefully we can do it in person sometimes. I think yes. I, I, I'm, I'm open to that. I want it. I want everything to open up, you know, yes. so uh, <laughs> uh, I think it would be great. Well, very cool. Well, thank you for stepping into the hot seat. Eddie Foley from Tractor Supply. We look forward to seeing everyone hopefully soon at a conference near you, right, Eddie? Like we're, exactly. we're itching to get out of here. But mm-hmm. all right, follow us on at Let's Talk LP on Twitter. Download the Talk LP News app, late breaking loss prevention headlines, the palm of your hand. Thanks so much for listening. We appreciate you. We'll see you next time. All right, see you, Amber. Thank you. Thanks. Cause, cause, cause no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it. Cause no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it.